Sonar Network's prized pig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Blue Ribbon Podcast. Straight from the trough. It's my gorgeous son, the only podcast where a man helps his son find fame at post-middle age. <laughs> the oldest podcast host did podcast per age mean, per, per medium age on the Sonar Network by a factor of two. That is very true. Is this still the premise you're trying to help me? In my life? I'm sorry, I just, I talked to a boiler at one point. <laughs> That's a wonderful question, the root of which we shall never know. All right, okay. We'll, ne- we'll never know, but that's the journey of this podcast, is to discover if the premise still holds. <laughs> it does hit, or is this just people hanging out, like on all podcasts, but one of them has this voice. <laughs> Who's to say? You've already heard the charming voice of my beautiful boy, it's Andy Bush! Hey, everyone. How's it going? Sonar Network? So, yeah, this is a podcast only for <laughs> the other podcasters of the Sonar Network. Yeah, if now. you're not on the Sonar Network, get the fuck off. Stop listening. Yeah, Always. Sonar Network. Podcast Network for podcasters by podcasters. Isn't that actually... I feel like that's what it actually that's is. kind of every podcast yeah, I network, every I feel. Podcast, yeah. Sometimes you meet someone who just listens to podcasts without doing them, and you're like, wow, how? I honestly... How, where? Where for? Where are you from? <laughs> Who are and what are you? Of what stuff are you made? You angel. Why are you doing this to yeah. yourself is my question. But some people really like it. They get a kick out of it. Listen to us. I really like WTF with Mark Maron. I did. I, I listened to it. Honestly, for a solid good three, four months. Like week after week, I would listen yeah. to it. Yeah. I bought, I bought the little thing. The dollar app. The, the what? There was a, he used to, he used to have oh, it for free. Oh, you bought the app. But it was, there was... Before, like really, really early on, he sold an app for a dollar where you could get them, you could get the app, you could get the, uh, I guess the episodes soon or something like that. Oh, wow. That is, that's next level addiction. <laughs> you know I, they're coming and you need them a bit sooner. Yeah. Instead of waiting like two weeks, I'm like, I really need to know what Jerry Seinfeld thinks. Well, for just, for a dollar a week? No, it's just a dollar. Oh, just for it's a full, just a, just oh, that's a, dollar. a nice price. But then it changed. Now I think it's all like. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long time. I bought the app, the WTF app, that you just listen to his intros. No interviews. Oh, that's (laughs) good. (laughs) That's the best part. Just the 15 minutes of him practicing his stand-up in his garage. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Listen, that's good. It's good. That's That's the part we all love. I usually just I whip through the podcast itself. I'm like, yeah, 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 just to hear if there's going to be a moment where he makes it about him for a bit. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm there for the intros. I'm there for the intros and uh, when he does the coffee ad- drop ads. Oh, you like that? Yeah. When he says pow, when he says, I just shit my pants. <laughs> I never know when it's coming, but it, it always is surprising and charming. I, I like a it. supercut of all the intro where he says lock the gates. You like that? Pretty, I love that. Lock love the that. gates. We are recording as always from our glass house <laughs> in the middle of Toronto, oh, Ontario, God. Canada, hurling the biggest <laughs> stones we can find at the kings of this game. Marin's going down. Conan's next. Joe Rogan, <laughs> fuck you, Joe. Fuck Joe Rogan. Oh, oh, we're getting an early preview, but we're not going to meet that voice just yet. We're going to keep it a mystery, although we can continue to hear from it. We just won't give it a name because first we've got to introduce our lovely intern. It's Everardo. What's up, guys? A uh, little bit of bad news. Uh, I don't know if, as many people might know, I recently have been canceled. What? And yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm embarrassed. 
I was spotted at Chick-fil-A in Toronto. Oh, yeah. And I was, honestly, I was just in there to wash my hands. Okay. Uh, but there, <laughs> there was a protest, and there was news, and I was, I can be seen in the background of the news you, exiting a Chick-fil-A. Wait, you went into Chick-fil-A on the opening day <laughs> during the Toronto protest. You pushed through the crowd to wash your hands. There were other options uh, in the area. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I just, I was petting a, there was a, a stray dog on the street, and I'm uh -huh. a sucker for dogs, so I pet it. And while petting it, I realized this dog had an open, a lot of open wounds oh, on God his back. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just had to go in, and I just was like, I just need to wash my hand. I'm not buying anything. I don't believe in Gotta this. Gotta wash my hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just used one hand. They're like, on it, they're like, we can only open the door if you are a customer. So I bought a small sandwich and just to wash my hands. And did you um, eat it? I mean, I had to eat it also. Okay. Yeah. Not a single well, Starbucks a, um, nearby. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of things nearby, but I was already in there and I needed to wash. And them. that makes you a customer. That makes you a full customer. You you bought something, ate it, mm -hmm. and did you enjoy it? I will say I think uh, I'm a Popeyes fan for life. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At least the unproblematic like chicken yeah. chain. <laughs> yeah. Popeyes. As far as I know, nothing wrong with it. Never done nothing to no one, Popeyes. But here's the thing. Well, here's why I don't like Chick-fil-A. Okay. Is that their... Did you know their sandwich doesn't even have a, a single topping? What? It's just a buttered bun. Yeah. Listen, I've and ate... chicken. I've, what? I've eaten at Chick-fil-A. I went to one in weird. LA. Everyone's like, go, you know... Everyone's like, man, they, they're terrible with their chicken. So good. I was like, all right, fuck it. All right, I'm going to buy yeah. one sandwich. I guess I'm a monster. But I bought... And it was disgusting. It's like, sucks. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so Horrible. stupid. That sounds They're so gross. confident. They're like, you just yeah. love our chicken, right? I'm like, that's, that's fucking American showbiz right there. <laughs> yeah. That's LA behavior. They, it yeah. is. Confidence before the horse. Yeah. The confidence cart before the talent horse. <laughs> I truly don't understand the lineups at Chick-fil-A. Uh, why? Why? You yeah, know, it's, it's a good such... question. Some people just want it really pared down, I guess. There's minimalists among us. But you can yeah. go into it and be like, please, can I just have... Go to McDonald's, they can have a chicken sandwich with nothing but a bun, please. And they'll say no. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, say no. go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> really? They'll say, actually, it's better there. Actually, go there for everything. They'll scream it to the crowd. It's like, only come in here to use drugs in our bathroom, they'll say. <laughs> That's what McDonald's will say. Um, listen, we've already heard the voice. We're not going to put this off any longer. This is going to set a My Gorgeous Son record for getting to the guest quickest. Oh, that was great. so freaking quick. In an un somehow under 30 minutes. I feel honored, really. <laughs> Please welcome Rabbi Ben Adro. Uh, ben Adro. Yeah, there you go. Hello, yeah. everyone. It's a blessing. Welcome, welcome. to... Welcome. My house, oh, I no. guess. Thanks for having us. It's, Welcome to every house. It's, all God's it's my house. house now. It's you're, God's house. You're learning the My Gorgeous Son rules, which is if you say it, it's true. We have been I whisked away. It. Oh, so now we're actually at his house. I guess. On the wings yeah. of Torah power, we are now in the rabbi's house. And it's gone from glass to... Uh, what material is this that this house is made of? Uh, I would say the holiest of brick paper. You just not actual brick, but you know when you go somewhere nice and they got the wallpaper that looks like it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like this could hold up. Oh yeah, I, you you've got four walls that would serve as good stand-up comedy club stages right here. Absolutely. You ever go into a grade school sukkah? That's what we're dealing with here. Oh, we are gonna get introduced to a whole lot of words that we've never heard. Oh, before. that's why I'm here, man. Yes. Yeah. 
Please teach yeah. us, teach us all the words that we have no idea. Hell about. yeah, suka. There's little menorahs everywhere. Yeah, you know any other words? A lot of signs that say no golden calves. Nice. Not allowed to have them here. Oh, what a, what a, what a, what a subtle reference to <laughs> biblical Thor. So Ev, tuck your giant chain into your shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing a. Uh, who's that guy? Who's that guy from the Moses? Nah, never mind. I was saying a giant yeah, golden Moses. calf, that's but you can one. spin Moses? that into something that's else. That's the guy, the Moses. That's the Jewish guy. You've got a giant diamond-studded <laughs> burning bush. It's on fire, and it's diimonds. You keep replenishing it with gasoline. It's well, burning you. Yeah, well, it looks pretty No, that's cool, a good though. thing. That's okay. That's God, right? You, and it's also, like you know what? The burning bush is God. That's not a, what? Yeah. Sorry, I'm no, only you're, half listening. You're, no, you're totally right. Okay, and you know what? Jews were behind on the bling for a while. You guys had those cool crosses. That's all over the place. Mm. But you have the stars, right? We got the star, but like how many, you see Lenny Kravitz wearing that, and that's pretty much the only guy that can pull it off. Oh, man, Lenny well, Kravitz is Jewish. Let's just... not forget the all-stars. I feel like I'm hearing that last name for the first time in my life right Lenny? now. Kravitz, Kravitz. Yeah. and yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe's yeah, Jewish, definitely okay. very Jewish. Lenny hey. Kravitz has some good hits. I love. Are you gonna go my yeah. way? Oh, I loved the Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games? Yeah, and those are the two hits. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song called The Hunger Games. No, no. Yeah. he was an actor in the Hunger Games. Are you also, fucking kidding? He I was? am dead fucking serious. I've never seen the Hunger Games, and I will never. See oh, he's sacrificed but... in a sad way. Oh, in a such Katniss a sad has way. Has to see him go. It's so. Is he depressing. like an important character in it? It's he not is, like he's a very. He wears gold eyeliner. It is a great, great influence. Yeah. Is he a good actor? Oh, he's excellent. Um, I would say no. Okay. <laughs> I would right. say that's a cool no. Okay. He's sort of within a Lenny spectrum. I, of that. I guess what I mean is like, is well, it, he hasn't His been main enough, thing right. is music and he's not even that good at that. Hey, <laughs> that's say. not true. I Are you going to go my way is fantastic. I will say I he exudes so. charm. He What's oozes it. What's a great song from later than that? He has one great song. I liked when his uh, leather pants ripped open. Yeah, and, and you could see his dong, <laughs> and it was oh like, God. and he just owned it though. That yeah, was he fantastic. Did own it. And he was <laughs> circumcised. <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh. See, we knew, we knew, but but all along, it's like when you see Rocky Horror, and they're like, we know, but the virgins don't. <laughs> A lot yeah. of niche his, references up yeah, until Yeah, a lot of dramatic point. irony with Lenny Kravitz there. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw his most recent dick slip pic where his dick is wearing a massive scarf. An oversized oh, scarf. That's oh, massive. that's lovely, because Lenny's always got a scarf. It's, that, to me, big. is the opposite of circumcised. <laughs> that's, so, it, that's how you describe an uncircumcised <laughs> penis. It's, a penis wearing, wearing a massive a scarf. scarf. Yeah. Absolutely right. Okay, First of all, Andy, you asked, is, is The Hunger Games a song? And we said no, but we rudely <laughs> forgot that Lenny Kravitz did record the theme song to The Hunger Games. What? It's a hungry, hungry game. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in the music video, is him, four of him, like the hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Consuming white balls. Fuck, you took my joke. Good for you. It's a good one. Uh, but the song that I truly love is It Ain't Over Till It's Over. That's a terrific oh, song. Oh, that is a good one, too. Because, honey, it ain't over till it's ogre. That's the Shrek version. <laughs> it ain't ogre till it's ogre. I don't know a single Lenny Kravitz song. Yeah, I guess not I only know American one. Woman. Oh, that's oh, a bad one. Well, that's yeah, like, a... Or a, a Fly or whatever. American Woman is a... Fly an, odd, an oddly pro-Canadian tune. Oh. American but Woman. But that's a redo. That's that's originally recorded by a Canadian band. Yeah, like yeah. American Woman. He didn't write or American Woman. No, that's the Guess Who. No, that is yeah. the Guess Who. Uh, you saying and, American Woman? No, thanks. No, I don't want American that's Woman. That's the thesis. That's like, And American Woman's about, like, imperialism, right? 
or some shit like that. Sure, I right? Need, I don't need <laughs> your it? war machines. I don't need your ghetto scenes, American Yeah, I don't woman. think it's like a real woman. <laughs> I <laughs> never really truly listened to it. And I, I only listened to it in the car when my dad was singing along yeah. when I was a kid. So you I just don't listen like, to the entire I'm, discography yeah, of Guess Who? Guess Who, I'm sorry. No. Uh, footnote, Andy, a little caveat. I'm the dad you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I think I remember that I'm also. I'm talking to you in first person. My dad. I think, imagine though, that was the song. Uh, I would like that if, if Burton Cummings was just like, fellas, you ever have date an American woman? She's always bringing her war machine around. <laughs> Pretty good. Classic. Can I say you seem a bit young overall to be a rabbi? I know. I mean, I, I went to rabbinical school for, for about 24 years. I'm in the rabbinate. The and, rabbinate, the rabbi cabinet. And I'm and I'm just a, a mere uh, 29. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 29. Sounds like something that a woman in her wow. 40s would say. <laughs> Why <laughs> did that sound unbelievable for some reason? <laughs> this rabbi's 29 forever, baby. This Happy birthday, a... rabbi. Still 29. <laughs> Wink. I'm very coy about it. <laughs> rabbi drinking white wine with the other rabbis? Oh, yeah. All the rabbis, we go to the, we, oh, what's that place called in Toronto where people have their bachelorettes? parties with the poles what I no i now realize not a single person in this room would know what that is no andy's, oh, you're andy's talking about jack astor's yeah, you know what it is jack astor's thank you <laughs> jack astor's has poles now <laughs> and kosher meat <laughs> wow they've come a long way from you were allowed to draw on your placemat with uh crayons i know now oh, they got rabbi strippers and kosher brisket okay you can fuck in a jack, jack astor's you, so you can fuck in a jack <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can, can fuck if you want absolutely yeah. you can openly fuck <laughs> so just like if you want, just go for it. They got a champagne room. Yeah, that's they got a look, home. but don't touch. They got a touch, but don't look. <laughs> it's my favorite room in a strip. It's like club. a Halloween, one of those Halloween things where you just put your hand in. I always yeah, yeah, you just guess what it is. You touch the gooey gooey. You say things like, "Is this worms?" And they're like, "No, nah, that's ass." <laughs> That's Jack Astor's I always ass. feel so bad for the hostess at Jack Astor's. Me too, because they don't serve food anymore. They do. That's true. <laughs> you just hook up and fuck. <laughs> That's all Jack Astor's is. It's a big orgy floor. <laughs> Makes me feel bad that it's a 16-year-old in a black tight dress just showing people to their strip poles. Oh, God, I love going to the Young and Bloor, or the uh, Young and Dundas Jack Astor's having yeah. a quick fuck and then seeing a movie. <laughs> It they is. have a deal now. Yeah, two, yeah, two, for, two one. for one. Two for one. Yeah, you get two fucks for one. You also get a, a fuck. Wait. <laughs> and then you get a small popcorn courtesy of Cineplex. <laughs> Thanks, Cineplex. Now, a sponsor on this podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, we got Cineplex. Uh, Ev, do you want to read the copy for our Cineplex uh, sponsorship on uh, My Gorgeous Son? Uh, Cineplex, check us out at Christmas time. Uh, you will cry out at the bank commercials before <laughs> yeah. the movie. Yeah. Those it's are... not Pixar, but we're trying our best. <laughs> that is so accurate. Holy shit. There's the one where the, where the kid and the son are sitting on the snowmobile. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so it's amazing. Not... Oh. Okay, yeah. We're two on two for this one. Two versus two because, it's... Andy, I agree with you. I fucking hate I those. I hate those. It's such... so poorly done. I mean, I hate that they made, they actually make me cheer I mean... up. Sometimes. They're emotionally like, the manipulative. I can well, recognize that they're bad. Father issues, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Something, right? Your dad was not there you for have you. dad issues. Like yeah. a Tim Hortons commercial of like a yeah a kid with his dad on Christmas and yeah. He rolls know. up the rim and it says, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> divorcing your mother. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. I'm moving back in with your mother. Uh, now, aren't, but aren't yeah. those bank sponsored shorts? Yeah, to me something. that poisons yeah. the whole broth. <laughs> like like if everything. I watched Pixar short 
And then at the end, it was like a bank. It was like Scotia walk, Bank. Well, if they like yeah. walk into a bank together, so it's just disgust. I mean, the whole we're going to the Scotia Bank Theater to yeah. be fair, though. If Maybe at, that's what that's, it is. If at that's the end of Inside Out, he just went to a Scotia Bank, and yeah. then that was yeah. the end of Inside Out, I'd be pissed. Yeah, and the teller mind. was like really understanding and he started to tell the story of the movie you just watched. <laughs> Wait, I'm confusing with Up. What the hell yeah, happens no. in Inside Out? Inside Out is the one with the little girl and the emotions, it's sad and happy. Oh yeah, the dead imaginary friend. I, I have not seen that movie. Boing, boing. Oh, oh I just killed, God. I just ruined the best part. Oh, okay, sorry. Anyway. Take her to the moon for Wait, me. Wait, it's like a beautiful mind, but for kids? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, God, I ruined it. What the hell did you just say? You ruined it. Is this a fight club thing? Yeah, there's multiple scenes where the little kid is (laughs) using grease paint on a window to work out calculations. (laughs) It's a 12-year-old girl, and she has to call Brad Pitt and say she's out. That's right. It's fight club, but for kids, and they don't fight. They just (laughs) endure. It's all emotional labor. Now, a lot of people might be wondering why I brought a rabbi on the podcast today. And I will say that this is a special rabbi who insisted on being here. (laughs) Like I said, I do live here now, so I was just kind of around. You have powers. I uh, do. The powers of God that I hope we're going to see more of. But I will say, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have you on the podcast because I feel like, in many ways, Andy has lost his way. Not least of which is in the spiritual sense. And so I'm wondering if you have any tips to get my boy on a more spiritual path. Andy... You've never been a religious man. No, I really, I haven't. But I've been fascinated with religion. It's I've okay, been, like ninety yeah. percent of Jews aren't exactly. <laughs> and you? honestly, if I had to pick one, I, it would be the it would be the Jewish. Oh, religion. totally. We yeah. are we 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 are very fun. But you but, don't want me. Oh, that's but the thing his, with, like, that that is the thing. We're not thing. big on recruitment. Yeah, you don't. I have to like not, ask three times and knock and turn oh, around yeah. four times or something like that, that. Yeah, that was oddly close Whoa. to the actual thing. I know a lot about the Jews. Good for you, Andy. Yeah. Wait, what the hell? I know what a hook Can I? Is. So, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I'm not. Mazel Tov, Andy. You're yeah. basically a member of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Can I just is that say, all it takes <laughs> Andy <laughs> is the most. Jewish, non-Jewish person that I know. Most is comedians that bad to are. Say? Yeah, exactly. Most comedians are. Like comedians are. He's got some Woody Allen so. yeah. in him. Maybe just, not. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe not Woody Allen. Let's draw harsh parallels. I don't mean. I don't actually. mean artistically. I just mean. To, I mean in terms of your extracurricular. <laughs> right. He just means. <laughs> yeah. He just you play means clarinet in his life. every Monday night. And you married. Uh, yes, but I do. I do specialize in uh, in bar mitzvah classes and be and helping young boys become men. Not in the cal- not in the Catholic sense. Don't be gross. This I have is... a question about this. Yes, what do you please. mean bar mitzvah classes? So before you are bar or bot mitzvahed. Yeah. Bot is for the ladies and bar is for the men. Uh-huh. Uh, before you are mitzvahed, you have to take classes because essentially you got to go on a stage in front of all of your relatives and the kids in your class you got crushes on, and you got to sing in another throat heavy language. Okay. So you need heat. You got to know Hebrew to learn from the, you got to read from the Torah. You and can, The thing is you can read from it, but you never teach them what it says. Uh, so that's the, very, very, very barely. That's <laughs> that's what's crazy. You get like, I, I have, I know someone who can read, all, read Hebrew, oh, but yeah. it has no idea what it says. It's so uh, fucked up. Yeah. But you know what? There's another part of this where you have to make most of the time. It depends on how, how much of the Jew you want in there, how much you just want a sweet 16 kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially yeah. these kids are 13 years old. This is the age where their ter- their voices are changing. They're exploding hormonally. Oh, yeah. Imagine and your voice cracks while you're reading the Torah. The amount of the amount of boys I have heard <laughs> just crack so horribly while reading 
Like, heavy biblical Hebrew is just depressing. God will strike you down, I think, if you do that. You'll get struck down. It's so sad. You feel so bad for the little fucks. But now, you know what? Listen, I'm going to say. Yeah, please. This is not, I, 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 I act stunned by these bar mitzvah classes. And yet I should say, mm-hmm. not totally on you, not totally different from what I forced you to do, Andy. I took, you had to take birthday classes for the first 15 years of your life. Cause <laughs> Excuse I me, what? I didn't yeah. like how you behaved at your birthday. So I forced you to, you know, fix it up. Yeah, I mean, it was an it was an issue for. I mean, uh, the first seven years, I I kind of got it, but by like by fifteen, it was infuriating. And he never knew how to blow out candles. He always did it wrong, <laughs> and it was embarrassing to me. It was embarrassing to him. How'd you? What did, did you inhale? No, I mean you just like I didn't. I didn't necessarily blow. Dad was very specific, but I would get a lot of spit on there. I he was, was a I would slobbering spit. boy. I slobbed. I slobbered on. Oh, you're one of those kids. Dude. Yeah. You spit. I was spitting and no one could enjoy the The cake. The thing is, I was terrified of not getting them all out in one blow. Because if you don't, then your wish doesn't come true. So I wanted to get wet And I really pushed that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was trying to get away with not having to grant the wish. Yeah, you use trick candles sometimes. Yeah, I trick you with candles. But those classes, now, if I could say, Andy, you blow candles out so elegantly. So it it was worth it, ultimately. I mean, I guess. That's true, you do. You really money well spent, Dad. I was gonna say, if there's any, if there's any inherent skill a grown man needs, still living with his father. Yeah, it's blowing hard. Come on. I know. I wish I hadn't said it either, but here we are. Come on. Now we're being rude. I know. We don't call it blowing in this house. We call it Andy sucking my dick (laughs) when I'm having a hard day. We use, we go, we don't dance around what it no, is. Yeah, that's what we do. We just say that. Okay. That's, of course, I'm joking. Yes. But Andy, I yeah. have developed a sexual relationship with Silent Bob, who we're introducing now. Oh my God, I've been, I, because I, I have seen him from time to time around the house. He scuttles and, he's, and he hides. He's currently in the fridge. He has not said a word to me. Is that normal? Oh, he doesn't speak. He's Silent Bob. Hence the name? Yeah. yeah. Hence the name. But he's not yeah. that Silent Bob. We no. all have to make sure that everyone knows that. He's not the Silent Bob from the show. Two, but two things we've discovered about Silent Bob. Uh, he's the horniest man in the house. <laughs> He'll do anything. And, uh, and uh, he can't die. <laughs> he's been in that fridge for hours. Those two him. things seem to somehow feed into each other. Oh yeah, he's a man. He's a man of pleasure now, not a man of leisure. And he's been cursed to live his life on this earth. He's, he's thousands of years he's old. A which, he's a hackibus. I gotta say, Old Testament Torah. Absolutely, we got the old one. He's he's one of the old ones that we hear described in that book. Totally, he's. I'm, I'm sure he's used to the harsh biblical uh, uh, hand of God. When it comes to his vigorous masturbation. Silent Bob, what do you think of all that? He's he's coming out of the fridge. Oh. Oh, he doesn't he's not happy. Hey man. <laughs> you were not... All right. <laughs> oh man. He's got oh he's got leftovers. And he's got your leftover cake. Oh, I mean, honestly, he can have it. It's been it's been like what, six months since I've had one? Well, no, wait, no, three. When oh. was my birthday? I can't remember. Oh god. I don't remember. Three months. I don't really celebrate my birthday. And how old are you? you? 29. Uh, Yeah, 29. (laughs) Are you coy about it? No, I'm not. I'm 41 years old. Wow. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, uh, (laughs) Rabbi, I have have a question about these bar mitzvah classes. Please, ask Um, anything. Is part of these lessons teaching these 13-year-olds to uh, grind on the dance floor? Oh, my God. Because every bar mitzvah that I remember... The, the one bar mitzvah that I went to no. as a kid. I was going to say. That's, everyone was just, you know, grinding oh. in their Brooks Brothers suits. I which was, was insane <laughs> to me. While, like, Black Eyed Peas was playing. Wow, yeah. 
and like grandparents around. Ninety percent of my childhood. Uh, absolutely, yes. I think just take kids when they're exploding hormonally and put them <laughs> on a dance floor with hot girls on the stage showing them how to dance and then being like, who wants a free iPod if you grind hard enough? Wow. And then the wow. sixth graders would be like, fuck. But it's a good place for the kids to find themselves. You have to experience, it's a Jewish I believe it's in it's in one of the book in the Mishnah, which is a legit book. I'm so okay. excited I get to use this information, uh, as I do often in my day to day life as a rabbi. Uh, but <laughs> it is somewhere that if you just make kids at their most vulnerable times of their life feel the most embarrassed they possibly could in every aspect, that you get it out of the way. Well, yeah. You do wait, it in front of the parents. Get, wait, wait, wait. You don't get it out of the way. You mean you just get it out of the way and they'll just won't be embarrassed anymore? No, saying? but every time afterwards, they're like, not as bad as I came in my pants reading the Haftorah portion of my bar mitzvah. Yeah, it can't <laughs> be as bad as that. I guess so. I just That's feel why like... Jewish people are so well-adjusted, not neurotic. It's yeah, true. That's we what are... I mean. I think Jews are... We are historically people... easygoing. Yeah, super, super neurotic. Absolutely. We have very relaxed relationships with our mothers. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, there's gotta be a connection We're... between having your first formative sexual experiences <laughs> with a crowd of parents around and, and growing into tough relationships. You know what? I don't see any sort of linkage. All right. Well, there you have I it. I think we're fine. I think I th- I think it's good. I think I think everyone needs to be a little more wound up, anxious, and sweaty. I think that's why I connect with the Jewish religion because I myself am pretty neurotic and 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 sure. Things. So, oh, and absolutely. Because my dad did uh, horrible things to me when I was young, like, like making me go to fucking birthday classes. So and you making know. you uh, a no. King Solomon to you for a bit. <laughs> yeah, you King Solomon to me. Wait, I cut you which, in half to share you with your mom after the divorce. Say, oh, that's which not what I was going to say. Which part of the story? Yeah, I was going to no. say he just kept making me choose between things, but no. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. He cut me in half. That's why, half? Andy's, yeah. that's why Andy's got those scars running straight down the middle. Oh, God. I, got, he... I cut him in half, but then doctors sewed him back together. <laughs> you yeah. know what? Judaism yeah. is filled with historically great fathers like that. I think it was Isaac. It might have been Isaac with uh, Abraham. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, gave myself a high five. Oh, yeah. uh, who I think God was like, yo, you mind killing your son on this yeah. hill? And he's like, absolutely, I will. Tells his son nothing, brings him on a hill. And then the angel's like, you know what? You don't have to go through with it. And then, and then they kill a sheep. Yeah, that's, that's, and, and, and to and be fair, son, yeah. I'll just say King Solomon did not ki- cut the baby in half. Mm-hmm. What? He didn't cut the baby in half. That was, the, he was wise. There were two women saying, this is my baby. Yeah. And one was like, one was like, he was like, all right, I'll cut in half. You can have both. One one was like, that's fair. And the other one was like, no, the other person could take the baby. He was like, oh, you're the mother. Andy, that's the, the, okay, so I didn't finish the story and okay. whatever. I got the wrong message out of it. The point is I cut you in half and then sewed you back up. And that's, yeah. why, you're, that's why your nicknames in high school were Stitchy and Humpty Dumpty. And, uh, and then that, just that sound people would make when they would see you. The sort of guttural horror. Uh, but I also just... I'm proud to say I don't finish anything, and that's why I, I get to take away some interesting thoughts from <laughs> film and story. Yeah, life is great when you just read half of things, right? Uh, or work. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. Or watch. For instance, my favorite film, Seven. Sorry, can you say that again? Seven. 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 Seven, but with the seven for the V. Seven. Seven. Oh. You know that film, Seven oh, yeah. I'm familiar. I was unfamiliar with what you were doing with the words there. I I love it. It's a great film. Uh, and I turned it off, I would say, about 
seven minutes from the end. <laughs> so it's a film about uh, two guys who catch a serial killer and then um, uh, and then they got him. And then at the end, they got him, and then... Uh, you can only assume goes home to their loving wives. Yeah, yeah I think they go home <laughs> to their loving wives. Nothing is in any box. After he <laughs> gives them a box, which presumably contains a cake, I didn't need to see it play out, and I turned it off. Congratulations, cake. <laughs> yeah, just a nice, well you got done, me cake. guys. <laughs> and I actually think it should be called Six, because there's only really six sins explored. I don't think they ever get to wrath. It's true. Is Seven <laughs> is just angel food cake. Yeah, so I guess gluttony again. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I didn't finish that. I didn't you, finish. Uh, I didn't finish anything. Six Sense. You, six Sense is just a. I what? hate that movie. Yeah, it's just a boring. It's just about movie. a cop. Uh, you know, f- helping, helping a, out a family. Helping out a family. Kid, talking to dead yeah. people. At the end. That's it. It fucking sucks. It yeah, it's sucks. boring. And then like, it's just a cop who can see ghosts or some shit. Or yeah. does he see ghosts? It's a child psychologist. But it's, yeah. His, yeah. It's Sorry, he's a child psychologist. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a kid but, from Secondhand Lions. Give me any movie. I'll tell you. Freaking love that movie. <laughs> Let's let's do this. Okay. Let's do a good game. Uh, Fight Club. Here's here's my favorite exercise. It's Dad talks about movies he didn't see the end of. Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Great movie. A guy struggles with the devil, and then um, end of story. <laughs> Who's to say to who wins? A timeless message. No idea. A de- that devil and that guy become the new normal. <laughs> That's a sitcom to me. Uh, The Shining. The Shining. Um, yeah, just a guy starts to go crazy in a house. His family doesn't like it, and um, he chases his son through a maze. And I be- that's where I stopped. Yeah. So I guess he either catches or does not catch his son, or they just run through that maze forever and ever. Oh, you made the it us- farther than I thought. The yeah, usual suspects far. or the usual suspects, Dan? Mm. Boring movie. Yeah. They never find Kaiser Soze, yeah. and uh, <laughs> nobody ever breaks a mug. <laughs> <laughs> and I only like two things in movies: solving who the guy is and breaking a mug. But anyway, oh that's God. just me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to think of more M Night yeah. Shyamalanis. Oh, yeah, they're all like a... fucking. Well, oh yeah, like uh, what's it? Signs. Oh, I, Sign. oh I love Sign. that movie. Oh, Signs is great. I never, I got, I there's aliens, that. and then Joaquin, and then uh, Joaquin, and then I don't, and then uh, yeah, I, I the aliens know. win, and they I take only, over. I it. only watched about eight minutes of that. Oh, part. Okay, so I actually don't even think I got to the alien part. I just know that from the trailer, Why or I just assumed. Fluctuates? I don't know. I saw a great movie the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, what I saw. Movie? It's called uh, I think uh, Millie Willie or Willie Millie. I think it's Willie Nilly. Willie no Willie Millie. Okay. Seth Green's very first film. Okay. Yeah. Oh. One of the he, kings he, of the trade. He's he's not the <laughs> Wait, lead. How in old it. is he in this movie? Oh, like, like six, six or seven? Yeah. He's still <laughs> only like fourteen. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Seth Green ages in. Uh, Reverse dog years. <laughs> yeah. He's so young. He's been fourteen for like nine years. I wonder. Now. If it was so he clear that, that it was him from the top, though. You just knew, you're like, oh, that's yeah. Seth Green. Oh, you're like, oh shit, the voice that brought us Robot Chicken. He's... Yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> what happened it. in that Dick movie? Okay. Isn't Willie Millie the name of that girl who stars in Stranger Things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was made in 1986. It was this bad movie about a kid, a girl who couldn't be taken seriously because she wanted to be an astronomer. And she was like, I just wish I could be taken seriously. Because they're like, well, you got you to gotta be a girl. You know, men aren't, uh, girls aren't astronomers. So, you got to be a boy. Well, well. Wait, so then okay. she meets Seth Green or she or her Seth Green sells her some uh, uh, native potion, like a Native American potion. Oh, okay. this sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then uh, she has to, uh, d- during an eclipse, she has to kind of like, Make a circle around herself with a Native American potion, and, and then her I'm deepest, sure darkest wish way. will come true. And then uh, she wakes up with a penis. 
So wowzers. So she wakes up with a penis. She's not a boy. She just wakes up with a penis. She just literally wakes up with a penis and she's like, oh what? And her friend is like, yeah, that's a penis. And is kind of but she into had to, it. But like her friend to, is like, wow, that's a penis. She had to get her friend to be like, are you sure this yeah, is a penis? She, no, okay, she literally did it. She's like, look at this. They had a sleepover because of the, I guess, the eclipse or whatever. And she like, look in and like, wow, that's a, that's a penis. Because <laughs> of the eclipse. And then, and then, they, and then I'm like, that. okay, this movie's going to be about them hiding their, her penis uh, from everyone and trying to figure it out and get rid of it. Or she's going to decide to be a man and then hide it from her mom. Like at school, she can be a dude. Anyway, whatever. She immediately tells her mother. And her mother's like, oh, shit. And then she tells her dad. And then her dad's like, oh, I want a boy. So then it becomes this thing. <laughs> this Wait. movie sounds 2019 it's appropriate. Wait, crazy. So- hashtag, no problem. <laughs> so she doesn't That's even the hashtag for this. grow up, like wake up and she's just a, a boy. She's just the same her. She's a woman. But now she has a, a penis that... Most people and then they would go, never know. They like, go to the never doctor. Notice. Yeah. They go to the doctor, and the doctor is like, "This, she has both sexual organs. You're gonna have to choose her gender." For the love of God, so I'm she wakes not. Up. Maybe we maybe we cut this part. We're into I don't know. It was, waters here, man. It was crazy. The Sophie's choice. So wow. then, the, the <laughs> father they wants... used magic to tell a story that they could have just told normally. Yeah. <laughs> About someone dealing with like these Truthfully. kinds of issues that actually happen, in a, but in they a sensitive, acute way. They yeah. also completely accept the fact that they that she just like grew one overnight. Like the scientists were like, "Yep." So you got to choose. So the dad is like, "Be a boy," and and the mom is like, "Be a girl." And the, she chooses a boy, and then the dad's excited and teaches her I boxing. Have, I have a question. Oh I don't really want to know the answer to. That's so exciting. Is this a comedy? It is a full comedy. Fuck. It is a goofy, <laughs> no, it's a comedy. silly comedy. I thought it was maybe Seth Green's first dramatic performance. I mean, he didn't write the damn thing. He just like showed up and sold some I'm weird magic. I'm gonna say it's not great for anyone involved. No, everybody. Wait a second. The title is "This Girl's Name Is Millie" and she gets a willy. That's what I said. Uh, Dick uh, movie. Oh no, no. But then she, when she decides to change her name, she it's she it's written on a. Oh, she changes. So she it touches to the wheel. M, and it's it, it goes upside down. And she's like, "Oh, my touches name's it gonna... and it magic does that." No, she it's like just she like has it pinned up, and she just touches the M, and it kind of Is like it... falls and goes upside down. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be Willie now." Who has their name pinned up? <laughs> I, I I guess she did. It's individual letters. It's individual pinned letters up. pinned up, cut out. She has a marquee in her bedroom, uh, and she went. Bedroom. She's staring at it. She touches it, and it goes whoop. And she's like, "Oh, that's me now." So then they move schools. Thank wow. God they're writing the, complex, fem- smart female characters. I mean, I'll be honest. It was incredibly <laughs> convincing. She was so convincing as a... And then she like, touches the Y and it flips. As and it the same looks, person, but with a penis. I'm not going to know. She like looked like a guy. It was like so very it's much... It's almost as if gender's performative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just... Uh, it was, but that's, that's not last, what the point of the show was. No, that's the last scene, right? Seth Green turns to the camera and says, gender is performative. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't even Be tell yourself. you about the subplot about the the. See in 2019, <laughs> he says. The subplot Wink. about the Hashtag guy. Not in the, my fault. The guy in the wheelchair that she falls in love with, and at first I'm like, oh, okay, he's a wheelchair. It's, Representation. It's just, oh, but then he's like, oh no, but I. Like a. Oh another, God. Another kid like, in a wheelchair. I, no, no, doing? no. She's like, I can actually walk. I can actually walk. I just, I just haven't worked on it yet. Oh. So, what? so at Wait. the end of the movie, he, he can walk. So it's. <laughs> Oh Wait, God. just because he hasn't got around to he walking? Got a, yeah. He got in an accident, and he's in a wheelchair for, I guess, in a wheelchair for years. 
Right. I don't know and why he's in a wheelchair. I don't know what the point was. Here's, so, oh, here's the point. Who's wheelchair bound? Gender, sexuality, disability, all of that's a choice. <laughs> it's all a choice, baby. That's what I think. And that's what the movie confirms. Finally, a movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, that's my movie. <laughs> Hashtag, I mean, not my fault. I mean, I'm, It's the truth. Oh, was, my God. That, it was, was interesting. It, what? Mm-hmm. Was this like a Disney Channel movie? No, this was a... Uh, uh, this was a movie that was, I don't think this it was, was Disney this Channel. This was early Pornhub, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah, 1986. That's when they were por- trying production company. It seemed very, very, I don't know what the point was. I didn't, I couldn't quite catch the theme, but I think it was just like, all right, this will be a goofy twist. Jesus like, Christ. have you seen Soul Man? That's insane. <laughs> oh, Soul Man's yeah. Soul fucking Man's... crazy. No, wait, I haven't seen Soul Man. Sorry. I watched Soul Man. I, what, again, I, saw, I watched all I these saw Soul inappropriate. Plane. Is that part no. of the same? You ever see Hottie and the Naughty? <laughs> no. With Paris Hilton, that's no. a that's a that's a that cinematic leap. Oh, it's, you it's ever wonderful. seen Potty and John Gotti? <laughs> <laughs> it's where uh, John Travolta's John Gotti character returns. He's got to use the potty all movie, but no one will let him because he's on trial. <laughs> and the judge keeps saying, "In a moment, Mister Gotti, in a moment." Let's move on a little bit because Ev's got his scripts here, and this is going to be part two of our favorite new segment. Ev, why don't you introduce uh, what we're doing here? Okay, so yes, a couple uh, on our last My Gorgeous Son episode, I had a script of a, a one-hour drama, teen drama about international models at an international <laughs> model academy that you that I was hired uh, by a. a a production company to to doctor these scripts to fix them up. They're so written. You, you haven't written. You this is not written by you. No, no. This was uh, written by an uh, an older Italian man. We I won't say his name, but he wrote these scripts, and they were like the English is not great. So I was hired to kind of fix that, and also to remove the horniness, <laughs> the excessive horniness. Oh, but he also said tone it down, right? Tone it down. Keep some of it. Oh God. But also modernize it. By adding cell phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I There's forgot the me- one thing about this. That when he called me over to give me this job, it was a Saturday morning. And he, he was living at the studio I was working at, which is like a production company. I was working at a production company. They had a studio. He was living there in a windowless room that uh, my girlfriend had to like buy all this furniture for and set up a room for him. He calls us over on Saturday morning because he couldn't figure out the Keurig machine. Whoa. <laughs> and he's walking around. He's like, calls me into a, someone else's office in this building. And he's like in his jammies. <laughs> and that's when he hires me to do this. Wow. Which I completely forgot about. And I was, my girlfriend reminded me when she listened to the last episode. May I guess that these were silk jammies, possibly with his own initials no, stitched in? No, they were like not even nice. They were like ratty okay. Walmart. Like, yeah. Just like I don't know why generic. I assumed that when this guy's living in a studio, <laughs> small room. They were just like basic plaid Flannel pajamas, but okay. like Black they were like not pajamas? new. You know? Yeah, basic. Yeah, it was. Um, all right, so what do we have here? This is so last time so we read is, a scene. Yes, last time we read the uh, the opening cold open of episode one. Yeah, I thought maybe we could just read. Let's keep reading it. The I, next this, scene. I am so excited. I'm not gonna so, lie to you. Um, no I one. We have three scripts. Um, so okay. we'll have That's to. And he went to the Fine. bathroom, so he got eliminated. He's not in this. Outwit, outclass, outlast. And he didn't survive. <laughs> so for anyone who uh, may or may not remember, last 
episode. Last, the first scene was Sybil, our main character. She is the Canadian model. She was visiting a doctor, and the doctor told her that she's too skinny and needs to eat spaghetti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's literally the Honestly, opening scene. this sounds like he's got the pulse on the young people of today. Oh, man. No but- one gets Generation Z like a man who needs to say, hey, do you mind adding cell phones to this? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm reminded by, of the last line here, just reading it in the cold open, the last line that we read last time, which is Geraldi, the doctor, waving to the girl and then saying, please eat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So, so okay, that's the cold open. Now we're getting into the, the real... Episode. We've got a lot of This is a stage lot of stage directions. Holy shit. Yeah. Do you want to just so, whip three whip through these? Yeah, should I read this the stage directions? Sure. Or? Okay. How relevant. Oh my god. There is a full page a of stage directions. Page of, a I page will in say. a little bit. It doesn't it doesn't just end. Uh exterior Milan, panoramic view of the fashion master school building. Afternoon. Panoramic view of the Fashion Master School Historical Building. <laughs> Push in a window of historical building in a classroom. We couldn't just start here. <laughs> Fade in. <laughs> now we're in the classroom. The classroom is decorated with large mirrors and important works of art encased in gold frames, lit by large French windows, which let in the light of a beautiful late summer day. In one side, a white large marble desk behind a large screen plasma television standing in front of Mathilde, 40 year old, US from New York, black long hair, green eyes, physical well maintained. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it clear that she was a model, wearing a tailor elegant and open toed high heel shoes. In front of her, a few meters, are sitting in velvet armchairs, Sybil, Lucrezia, 23 years, Italian from Venice. Wearing a green... Wait, don't forget, oh emerald God. green eyes. Emerald green eyes, dark <laughs> brown, short us. hair, perfect body, wearing a green mm. summer dress and low heel shoes. Viviane, 23, French from Paris, blue eyes, dark brown, long hair, shirt. Oh, no, also perfect body, wearing a denim <laughs> oh, mini skirt, turquoise tight t-shirt, low heel open shoes. Wow. Oh, my God, I'm like uh, running out of breath. <laughs> Elena, Russian, from Moscow, ice blue eyes, platinum blonde short hair, perfect body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wearing a, I can't with this shit. a red Ferrari sheath attached to her body and a low heel open shoes. Michaela, Brazilian, from Rio de Janeiro, green eyes, light brown long Pause hair. before you say the next part. I got to ask, what's her body like? <laughs> Perfect body. <laughs> okay. Wearing Otherwise, a, I would have stopped reading. <laughs> wearing a pink, very tight shorts. Of course. A white does. t-shirt, very adherent, oh, and a colored leather sandal. Wow, I really just thought one it, sandal. I really, just the one sandal. I really thought when he said to you to tone down the horniness, he would mean like in the part of the script that an audience could perceive, not just in the stage directions. And finally, Isabella, twenty-three years, Spanish from. Madrid, dark eyes, long, oh, dark, no. long, wavy hair. Here we go. And curvy body. Okay. Oh, not a perfect body. Not perfect. Just that, a curvy is, that curvy body. means not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he got colored Ouch. short dress and light color boot. So that's just uh, basically saying uh, ten girls are in a classroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten. 
That was so much things we didn't need to know. <laughs> Most of yeah. them are perfect. One's old and one's curvy. <laughs> uh, okay, here's Matilde with a hint of a smile moving slowly in a manner gently turns to the girl sitting in front of her. You want to read this one, Rabbi? Oh, I, w- I would love to. Is, she, is, she, is Matilde the 43-year-old woman? Yes, that I would, believe so. That would yes. affect my... Okay. <clears throat> Welcome, girls, in the most important... <laughs> that was an yeah. incredible impression. Good job. I know. Yeah. I, was, I was in Hebrew drama. <laughs> I did theater for a little while. Welcome, girls, in the most important and prestigious fashion master school in the world. You have been selected by the greatest fashion talent scout in your countries, but here you will not learn just walks on the runway. Matilde realizes that the girls have expressions of astonishment, but before either of them could say anything, either of the ten of them, (laughs) Matilde, accenting the smile, leans against the desk. Of course you will learn that. But more importantly, to show clothes will be learn how to impose them. (laughs) Isabella chimes in in a strong Spanish accent, turns curiously to Matilde. Lady, excuse me. (laughs) Matilde interrupts that, smiled, leaning against the desk. Isabella, right? Please do not call me lady. Makes me... (laughs) Makes me feel an old maid, and instead I'm struggling, married, and still a teenager, at least in the spirit. <laughs> oh. Now Michaela chimes in in a strong Portuguese accent, and I want you to do this tastefully. What? Uh, with a beautiful smile, turning to Matilde. Well, I'm not doing an accent. Whatever you want. That's yeah, right. where's Portuguese. The, all right, okay. Uh, where is the difference between wearing them and impose them? Matilde moves slowly in front of the desk. Michaela, correct. The difference is in your personality. Now Lucrezia chimes in in a light Venetian accent, smiling, <laughs> turning to Matilde. Uh, I have my doubts that when we wear a pair of panties six inches square, others will be attracted by our personality. Three exclamation points and a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> now Matilde, Matilde loudly laughs of all the girls. The dress more will be succinct. (laughs) (laughs) And more must be supported by your personality. Are you, Lucrezia, right? (laughs) Even in the movement of your butt, there may be personality. Mm. (laughs) Throughout the world, it's called shake your ass. (laughs) But there are different ways to do it. You don't have only to attract the look of men. (laughs) I am so sorry we're making you read this. We haven't read it No, it's fantastic. I'm glad we're doing this. I haven't read this in five years, I'm gonna say. (laughs) This brings me a joy I can't even describe. Now Matilde is back to the desk in a serious tone. <laughs> the real goal of this academy is helping you makes come out your natural charisma. Listen carefully. It's the charisma that makes the difference of a model from 200 euro with a model of 10,000 euro at fashion show. Michaela intervenes. Big smile. Where do we find this charisma of 10,000 euro? Matilde interrupts, moves across the desk toward the big chair in dark red leather and gilt wood frame. Please note, I said that I can help you. Sybil, quizzically, turns to Matilde. You mean... Matilde puts the palms of her hands on the desk, leans toward the girls in a serious tone. 
I cannot make a person out of tune become a successful singer. I can help you to make it come out your charisma. But however, you must have it within you. If there isn't, then you will be one of the many models from 200 euro. Wow, I'm so confused. <laughs> Sybil, what the fuck is going on? Sybil is focused on the words of Matilda, she says. Uh, uh, so how do you help us find out if we have this charisma? Matilda slight smile and takes a straight position. A formula written don't exist, but definitely an eclectic culture can give a realization that sometimes shines through, enhancing the dress worn. The girls exchange glances perplexed, but have fun and smile at the end of the sentence of Matilde. Matilde lies down on the comfortable leather chair and typing something on the keyboard of the tablet on the desk. Ooh, tablet. As the first day we end up here, starting tomorrow I'll see you morning and afternoon, except Monday and the weekends that are free. Today it was important to know each other. I'm sure that you all live in the same residence. Just tell me as you are placed in the apartments. Sybil intervenes, gets up from the chair. I share the room with uh, Lucrenzia. Vivienne intervenes, gets up from the chair. I'm with Elena. Isabella anticipates Michaela in a joking tone. Spain with Brazil, perfect couple, dot, dot, dot. Matilde, while finishing <laughs> writing her tablet, stands. Before you go away, I want to leave you with this question. What is it, the charisma? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Tomorrow, when I see you, I want to hear your answers. The girls get up fix their clothes, make movements to stretch their arms, and in the group make their way to the exit of the room, making some waved accompanied by smiles towards Matilde. Beautiful. Wow, what wow. a scene. That was, that was really Oh my beautiful. god. Okay, and the next right. scene I have to say is that's when we really get to, get to start knowing these roommates together. Uh -oh. Okay, thank god. Is it going to be sexually charged? Oh yeah. That those are the scenes. That's a lot of when I had what I had to tone down. That wow. is, this is hard to do. It's hard to yeah, do. This is my dad wrote a poem. You know what? This maybe we might have to just start picking select scenes. Yeah. I don't know if we or can. Or maybe cut just four this. line chunks. <laughs> like this thing is long and dense. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's there. a, yeah. a part where each character gives their backstory. Maybe we'll just focus on those. You really got to <laughs> be know. fueled by a certain passion to write this much. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, it's tr it's truly astonishing. Good God! It's it's bad in every way, but there's a joy in it. It's <laughs> sure he's writing what he loves. I would sure. honestly writing like... about chairs and shoes <laughs> and, and perfect, perfect bodies. bodies. It's what he loves. He doesn't want any the director to have any kind of input on this. Absolutely he's letting not. every <laughs> meticulous thing about the room be set up in the stage. Uh, direction. He yeah. will be very disappointed if they, if anyone makes this. <laughs> yes. I think no, what's I in meant, his head? I said emerald green eyes <laughs> and a perfect body. Oh, God. And we're going to end our episode the way we always love to, with a little smidge of trivia! Yay! Yay. Okay, so this is a um, this is just a ASMR. That's a huge thing. Oh God! Yeah. Speaking um, of pedophiles, maybe I should online. even just do this whole segment in ASMR. Yeah, it stands for Alvin, Simon, Meador, and Rave. It's the it's the three chipmunks and Rave. Their their dad. Um, okay, so a big part of uh, the internet is now ASMR, and this is an ASMR. Um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, ASMR game. 
is this going to pick up or is this going to be a bad uh, decision on my point? Listen, it really depends on whether or not we keep that last part in the <laughs> script. Because if we keep that in the episode, this is going to feel like the longest episode in the world. With you it choosing to several sl- hours long. You've chosen to slow down your already the slowest <laughs> ever sleep- speaking voice. Well, I feel like we've been doing this for too long now that I can't no, I love it. go back. Uh, so this is just ASMR. I'm going to play ASMR clips, and uh, you have to tell me what you think it is. Oh, this is a great game. Oh, I hate this. And if anyone's getting horny right now, <laughs> we're sorry. Subscribe. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. So this is the first uh, sound clip. What is that? Fucking chewing oh, peanut that's butter. Someone that's someone eating. Someone's some, eating peanut someone's butter. Eat, someone's smacking them lips. Uh, I think it's like some, one of those hospital machines that keeps you in a coma but alive, except like slowed down sensually. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's peanut butter. Someone eating. That's peanut so, butter. that's someone chewing gum. That is uh, someone eating a hard-boiled egg with mayonnaise. Okay, Jesus. That's nice. <laughs> Fucking gross. That's okay. nice. A little bit of a deviled egg situation if we had yeah. some paprika. Yeah, I'm good. Our next like uh, clip. Just someone fucking. Someone breathing. I think that's a it's horse a... breathing in a barn. It's someone no, breathing a into a microphone through their nose. That is uh, James Gandolfini's nose breath when his character is not speaking on The Sopranos. No, yeah, that sounds accurate. Way is that right? <laughs> like that's more or less what I said about the horse. Big old horse of a man. <laughs> James Gandolfini, nose breath. Jesus Christ. Cool. And my favorite Lord of the Rings character, by the way. <laughs> James Gandolfini, the white. <laughs> James Gandolfini, the gray. <laughs> hey, you cannot pass. Don't pass. Our next hey, Frodo, don't sound clip. Pass. Yeah, that's James Gandolfini <laughs> pissing into an open toilet for sure. That's somebody rocking a piss. Yeah, that's a piss rock. That's a piss. That's a long piss. It's that, a morning piss. That is James Gandolfini <laughs> peeing into a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. That a intern sold to the black market. Is that oh, real? That's, a that's a real piss. Holy fuck. I think that's a I think we just listened to oh my God. I think we just listened to Everardo piss. For a for a bit. Oh my God! I just, Silent Bob I'm, is rubbing his that, nipples. Yeah, oh, I just Silent know Bob. what your piss He's sounds like now. Jerking hard. And our final. <laughs> oh, Silent Bob's going absolutely ape shit in the corner. He's <laughs> merging into the wallpaper, and all I can see is a dick and a hand now. Silent Bob, don't do that. And this is our final clip. This is worth all the points. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a soprano super cut of characters saying Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> or is it something else? I don't have a guess. That is all the actors of uh, the Sopranos saying Gabagool at. <laughs> James Gandolfini's funeral. No. Oh, 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 you made no. no, it's not. He's, at his, he's eating Gabagool in heaven now. <laughs> well, I, I think I got that one right. As close as you can be. Do I win? 
Roly has won the ASMR <laughs> game. Thank you. Good job, Dad. I actually think that my voice qualifies as ASMR. For real, I think you could do this. If you flip your speaker over and sit on it, private parts, Howard Stern style, you could probably have an <laughs> orgasm with me just going, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, as fuck. Jesus Christ. What? It happened in a major motion picture. Yeah, uh, private that parts. Mean you have to talk. What? I gotta do it. Okay. Do you think I sound like a male member of the Bouvier family from Simpsons? Marge and her sisters. And oh, mom. yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Long lost uh, sort of uh, brother. Yeah, yeah you can, can be say Marge's Homer, brother. Say Homer for me. Homer? Yeah. <laughs> Homie. Oh Homie. Thank you for being here, uh, Rabbi Ben Adriel. Thank you very much for having me. This is lovely. This was, was so nice. It was very informative, actually, so thank you. Yeah. And Andy, are you ready to take Do, the leap of faith into the true faith? Uh, you see, ready to join us? I know, I know. Join us. No, I mean, really, it's hand. a little bit. Come on. It's a little bit. Well, the rabbi's holding out a contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and poking I'm, you in the it's finger. It's just a 10,000 year contract. Yeah, I don't think so. What? It's like blood. the fucking Sea Org? I'm not yeah. going to. No, I'm okay. I get. <laughs> For every rabbi I sign up, I get 30% commission off you. <laughs> you want me to You want to be a rabbi now? I don't want to. No. This might just be an MLM. Yeah. Oh, and now the yeah. rabbi is pouring uh, what looks to be some sort of potion salt around you in a circle. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Andy, Uh-oh. you're going to get a second willy. <laughs> now, Andy's poking the letters of his name individually pinned to the wall. I'm going to wake up circumcised. A, yeah. The A is turning upside down, One and now we got to call him Vindy. No, boss. All right. Cool. Great. Um, fun times. Thank you for having me. And if you are uh, someone who's interested in great comedy, you can check out, just to pull a name out of a hat, Rachel Manson, one of Toronto's finest. Uh, She has a podcast called Tarts and Craft, also on the Sonar Network. (laughs) And you can find her on Instagram at rmansella. That's R-man, S-E-L-L-A. That's on Instagram. Check her out or just watch her live in Toronto. Search her name. You can find a lot of shows, I imagine. Yes, and also in the States. And then the States. the States, too. She's got, and I don't know how I know this, dual citizenship, which means she must die. (laughs) Don't fucking tell comedians. Spread it far and spread it wide. Rachel Manson is above us. She must be pulled down to our level. And she died days after this came out. Time to spread rumors of a crime so she can't cross the border. (laughs) Have to choose. Thank you for listening to my gorgeous son, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Ever wonder where actors really go inside their minds? Or maybe just what the difference is between being depressed and being an asshole? I'm Kaylee Legrand. And I'm Tanya Bevan. And if you have similar shower thoughts, listen to us knuckleheads. And we're totally not okay. But that's okay. A podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. Come check us out.